gentlemen, we have a special treat for you today. We have the one, the only. Welcome to the State Lines Network. Hey friends, welcome to episode 29 of the Boldly Going Podcast. 29, I can't believe we actually made it 29 episodes already. They've all been incredible, some incredible conversations. Um, and uh, just to remind you, the full title of the Boldly Going Podcast, Creative, Brilliant, Inspirational People of the Universe on Planet Earth. And uh, people are amazing to me. People are incredible, brilliant, so creative to me. And I want to introduce you to those people that I know, that I'm fortunate to call friends and um, and acquaintances that I just think are incredible people that are inspiring that I feel like you should know. And that's what this podcast is about. So thank you for uh, being a part of the journey, um, making it to episode 29 with us. Today's episode is a uh, really great as well. No different other than maybe it's better than the rest. I don't know. Uh, you decide. But episode 29 today is with uh, my friend Danielle Calhoun. Danielle Calhoun, uh, you might uh, know her from uh, The Black Sheep Bride, is a, um, is a, a company that she started, a blog, uh, really interesting um, thing that she does in the wedding world, uh, just trying to change the idea of the wedding industry and um, bringing uh, a socially conscious idea to the wedding industry, to an industry that is all about excess and um, bigger and more and spending so much money, uh, she comes at it from the approach of use your wedding and uh, use vendors uh, that are uh, use your wedding to to give back, to do something purposeful in the world, but also use vendors that are doing the same thing and uh, thereby making the world a better place. And I'm all for people that are doing things to make the world a better place, pursuing an idea, uh, creating or, or following their passion, living out their passion to do something to help people in the world and make it a more beautiful place because this world is beautiful. And people are beautiful. We just have to uh, we have to have to look for it sometimes, and we have to be people that create that beauty. And Danielle is is doing that exact thing. Uh, she also uh, founded a day through the Black Sheep Bride called Wedding World Changer Day, and uh, we talk about that. Um, so she's a photographer. Um, just actually, in this episode, we ended up talking a lot more about. Um, her marriage and her relationship to her husband and how work has uh, affected that and vice versa and where they're at now, things they've gone through. Uh, a really, really good episode. And um, it's a, she's hilarious and she's goofy, but this is a really uh, a little more serious episode. So uh, strap in for that. She's incredible. Um, title of this episode is Be Ugly Honest. And that's something that she said in the episode. As you know, all the titles come from statements that the guest makes. And um, that's kind of the um, kind of the 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 pinpoint of her life right now, and the encouragement that she would give to people is so just be ugly, honest, be honest um, about uh, the things that you're struggling with, going through um, all of that. So we talk a lot about that. Um, man, it's a great episode. We're gonna get into it. Episode 29, uh, be ugly, honest with Danielle Calhoun, and I. Um, Want to encourage you to do this? Go follow her on social media and everything else uh, at Black Sheep Bride or The Black Sheep Bride uh, on Instagram. Uh, just go look it up, Black Sheep Bride. Google it. Um, look for it on social media and all the platforms. You'll find it. Go check her out. Follow what she's doing. Go check out her blog. You should definitely do that, blacksheepbride.com. And um, as always, we're part of the uh, State Lines 
podcast network. So go check out State Lines as well, state-lines.com. Go uh, see the other podcasts, listen to the other podcasts, uh, read the other articles, all the things that are going on there. You should definitely tap into that. Uh, follow State Lines on social media as well. Um, you know, all the links are there on the website. And uh, again, obviously, Danielle, someone's giving back to the community, doing things, encouraging people to give back to the community. That's something that we believe in here, something that I personally believe in. That's something that the Boldly Going podcast is built around, is uh, boldly going, making the world a better place, making the world more beautiful. And I want to encourage you to do that. Go uh, get involved in something in your community that is helping your community. Do something local. I would love for you to be involved in my organization, Current Initiatives. We do a thing called the Laundry Project, Hope for Homes Project, Affordable Christmas. Um, Follow us at Engage Current. Go to um, engagecurrent.org. Find out how you can get involved with us. If you if that's not your thing, you find you there's something that you that you love that you want to get behind. Go do that. Make the world a better place. Follow Danielle's example of. changing the world, doing better things, doing good things in the world to make it more beautiful. All right, here we go. Episode 29, the goofy, hilarious, brilliant Danielle Calhoun. Okay, so what are we talking about today? I have no idea. I'm going to talk a little bit louder. Brain space uh, should be. We're going to talk about whatever you want to talk about. All right. We're going to there's no there's no agenda to the conversation. I'll uh, let me introduce you first. Okay. Uh, people hearing your voice. Danielle Calhoun. Hello. Right? Um man, let's see. You've got your like photographer extraordinaire, black sheep bride. Wedding world changer day. What other six things are you working on? <laughs> <laughs> um, motherhood has been a huge uh, thing for me currently. Yeah. Uh, that's probably the top slot, and then everything. It or wasn't. At least you try to keep probably. It the top slot. It, I would say the first six years of my children's life, it wasn't the top slot. No? And now it's. Um, and that's sad. That's very humbling to say out loud, but. I think my business kind of took priority for a lot of that. And, yeah. um, and so right now it has, um, been very important to me to make them a priority. And that means that I'm homeschooling, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've had some school issues and, um, it was just something that needed to be done that I thought was in my family's best interest and it was not something I wanted to do but That's I'm so glad funny. that it happened okay you might be the per- the first person I've ever heard talk about homeschooling their kids that went we're homeschooling unfortunately <laughs> I think that if I didn't have so much to juggle yeah it wouldn't be a problem in fact it's actually been really great but the pressure of juggling everything else is why I say unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. No, I totally understand. Usually, uh, I feel like people people that they make the choice to homeschool their kids, they are, they are like super passionate about it. And they're like, it's the greatest thing for my kids. And yes. All that. I mean, it's just pro- you would probably maybe say it's great for your kids too. But 
It is. I just love the honesty of like, oh god. It's probably short term, just for the end of the year. We'll see what happens next year, but who knows? Do I need to be closer? Can just you, a little bit. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Also, be careful with the table because it picks up everything. So okay. no, you're good. Uh, uh, interesting. So um, why? Why would you say the first six years of your kid's life then was was uh I um I Oh, okay. So we'll go we'll go this direction. Yeah. So No listen, uh, I love I love the people listening are probably there's probably a lot of them that don't have kids. Yeah. That are entrepreneurs and business people. A lot of them that maybe do have kids and they're in the same spot of like trying to juggle the thing that they love and passionate about and right. not have these kids grabbing onto my leg all the time. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, uh, my husband and I got married really, really young. Uh, I was a week away from 20. I don't often tell people I was a teenage bride because I like <laughs> to think that, that that week makes me a 20 something year old bride, but really I was technically a teenage bride. Um, and in doing that, I had this grandiose vision that I was going to live full-time in a third-world country and um, serve and just be this super do-gooder, world-changer person. Mm-hmm. And um, my husband and I weren't really aligned on that. And... It was something that kind of consumed me for many years. And then we started having children very early on. And um, I started my photography business mm-hmm. whenever um, my first was born. And I became like an MWAC. However, I did have a formal education in it prior. MWAC means Wait, mom okay. with a camera. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, I apologize for not defining that. Mom with a camera. <laughs> um, <laughs> I did go to school for photography, um, but I didn't decide to actually pursue it as a business until Aiden, my first, was born. Um, So that entrepreneurship uh, journey kind of took front row for a lot of our family's growth those early years. Um, And then I started going on more humanitarian trips and doing different things, and then I started Black Sheep Bride. Mm-hmm. Um, which was immediately catapulted into a business incubator in Jacksonville. And so I had to live in Jacksonville for four days a week while my husband was raising our kids the other three, uh, or while he was raising them the four days and I would come home the other three. Okay. Um, so that kind of took precedence and I missed, you know, my first kids first day of kindergarten and all of these oh, wow. things that, you know, to the average person might not be a big deal, but it was to me. And, um, so black sheep is kind of at a place where it's somewhat sustainable. It's kind of gone through a crazy rocky road. Um, but I'm grateful that it's still small, but sustainable enough that it can do what it needs to do mm-hmm. and still have really large impact. And the following is there. So it, um, I don't know. It's been, it's been a good season for me to kind of step back and put more emphasis on my family and my children. Um, so that's why long story Um, short. No, I short story long. I like, I like long stories. Um, man, 
I feel like probably most people that start a business or start or pursue a passion or whatever, if they have kids or they have a family of some kind, probably go through the exact same things. Except I feel like a lot of them maybe aren't honest about, yeah, my kids aren't that important right now. Mm -hmm. Or I'm trying to make them important, but I haven't been good at it Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Uh, So I think that's important, though, because at least recognizing that, yeah, I'm over here doing my thing and I should probably be a better parent over here. They might, they might be a little more important. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a good thing. Uh, what was that like living in Jacksonville for half the, half the week or most of the week? It was, uh, exhausting. (laughs) It was very, um, it was cool because I got to, I am very, Extroverted, and I like to connect with people, and I like to create and just be inspired and like plan things that never happen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Not really, but I was um, surrounded by great minds that were really in a place of trying to help um, empower my business. The sad thing about that journey was that um, it ended abruptly because the funding for the incubator got pulled by the main investor. So mm-hmm. I had to come back home and kind of start all over again. But um, I always say that if you want for your marriage to fail, you start a business and live somewhere far, far away <laughs> for a few months at a time. And then hopefully your marriage will succeed in the grand scheme of things because starting black sheep has been, um, one of the hardest things on our marriage. Um, just juggling all the trips that I have to take or speaking and things like that. Um, and when I first started, Jacksonville was kind of the launch pad for our marriage separation, which led to our marriage reconciliation. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was the best worst time of my life. Like, because we had to really kind of dig through some yucky junk um, Mm -hmm. and figuring out, like, why we were going to fight for our marriage and what we needed to do to be better spouses and partners. Um, And now, like, I'm so grateful that it happened. Like, I'm grateful that black sheep led to my separation but also like it kind of started this great journey for us you know yeah so it's been good wow so um how long ago was that oh gosh um we were separated for about six months uh in about a year and a half or two years ago okay so two years ago ish Mm -hmm. you moved to jacksonville technically for part of the week or was it before that? No, three years ago I moved to Jacksonville, and then six months into that, things so started kind of falling apart. Okay. Correct. Um, so three years later, mm-hmm. if you had to now where you're at, if you had to live in Jacksonville for half the week, would I have done it? Well, I was gonna say, do you think it would be different? Do oh, you think you would to do you it would now? be able to like weather through that? Like, would you? both of you be able to handle that better this time or what? I don't regret doing it then, but I don't know if I would do it now. Got it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think my ears would be more in tune with hearing my husband's heart on the matter. Yeah, that's kind of what I mean. Like, if you had to do that now, 
Um, would you handle things differently? Would you for sure pay more attention or whatever? I wouldn't have applied to be in a business incubator four hours away. Got it. <laughs> Three and a half, but yeah, um, yeah, that's interesting. I I can't imagine. I mean, people do it all the time. Like, Correct. It's like, you know, people in the military they get sent away for months on end, and, right. and there, but there's all there's all kinds of stories about marriage or whatnot. Um, that's that's fascinating. Yeah. And I mean, coming from your perspective, you know that my husband and I work together as wedding photographers. Right. Yeah. Um, and we're very different personalities. Yeah. And I think that when we were wedding photographers, um, that kind of probably played into leading up to that um, season as well. Um, because it's very hard to work with your significant other if you're not like well aligned personality wise or have mm-hmm. good um expectations of your roles in different yeah. aspects um so it's just been a funny journey we've learned that it's just best for us to do our things <laughs> separately <laughs> or we'll kill each other <laughs> yeah no, that makes sense i'm always fascinated with people that can uh that are married that can also work together yes. and just Brittany and Leo. Yes. Like, yeah. And they were on my perfect. podcast and that's one of the things I asked them. Uh, they were on like several episodes ago and that's one of the things I asked them like, how do you, cause I feel like at some point you, you have to get sick of this person always being there. You do everything together. You work together, all your personal times together, you work out of your home. So you're always there. Like I would want to punch that person. <laughs> right. Several times, probably. Because yeah. <laughs> it is like, it, I just don't want to be around you right now. Yes. It's uh, it's been um, a very uh, um, exploratory journey. <laughs> Full of learning. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. Because, yeah, you're very outgoing and he's very, he's very quiet. Correct. But also incredibly uh, technical. Mm-hmm. And I'm more creative and artistic, and I don't care if things aren't necessarily exact in exposure readings Mm -hmm. or things Mm -hmm. like that, or as my husband, like, flips a lid if it's, like, off by (laughs) half of a second for a shutter speed for a camera setting, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's funny. That's amazing. Yeah, I could see that scenario of... You're just doing whatever, and he's going. No, wait! You have to put. You have to put this together first. You got to do this, this, and this. And how about where they're dancing on the floor before anybody else's at yeah. the reception? I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> that's so that's so funny. Are you still doing weddings? Are you still shooting weddings? I do um, very few. They're strictly personal um, referrals, and they have to be incredibly small. Um, okay. Because I'm the only one that shoots them. <laughs> got it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this year I have like three that I've been kind of freelance, freelanced out to do. Okay. So it's, um, easy. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, explain Black Sheep Bride. Okay. A little bit. Just... Black Sheep is my, my child's, my passion project. Um, so third child. Yeah. My third child. Um, 
It's an online wedding publication devoted to connecting couples with vendors and products that value sustainability and giving back. Okay. Ultimately, it's like any other wedding blog, but our super hyper-focused topic is eco or um, minimalistic weddings or charitable weddings, meaning that the couple put priority on using their wedding day to serve some sort of nonprofit need or their community in some way. Mm. And it all came out of my journey with photography and being in the wedding world as well as being in the humanitarian worlds and um, shooting for nonprofits and trips and orphanages and all that jazz. Um, and kind of seeing there was a huge opportunity to connect the two. Interesting. So, um, does, okay, so it's a blog. Are there people connected to it? People can. Vendors. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a vendor directory across the nation and we have um, several brands that are like social enterprise brands or things like that that are represented in that directory too. Okay. So someone goes to that blog, they can hire someone Correct. from that list. They All of the vendors that are on the directory have committed to giving back 10% of their time, product, or profit to a 501c3 nonprofit. Okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, do you... So for the couple that is using them, is there, do you put any kind of requirements on them of like, in order for you to hire these vendors, you have to commit to using something, part of the wedding? No, but that's a great idea. I should force it upon them. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) No, um, I don't. However, if if a couple wants their wedding featured on Black Sheep Ride, uh-huh. um, or if a vendor wants their wedding featured on Black Sheep Ride, they do have to connect um, at least three giving back elements, meaning they were considerate of their waste mm-hmm. or the environmental impact of their wedding day. They were considerate <coughs> of their community and giving back, um, or they have a more of a ongoing giving back story associated with their just their relationship with each other. Okay. So maybe it's two nonprofit founders or whatever the case is. Gotcha. Um something that will kind of bring more depth to the wedding day pictures rather than just Pinterest pins. Yeah. Yeah. Um with the uh are there are there like feature charities that you work with with Black Sheep Bright or is it like those vendors can give to whatever? Currently, the way that I have it laid out is that vendors can give to whatever their heart's desire is, and I kept it that way intentionally because um, I feel the wedding industry in some ways can be very divided in how mm-hmm. they want to support whatever they want to support Mm -hmm. and I wanted to do something a little bit different and try and bridge the gap and say that if you feel strongly about a particular cause then that can be your cause regardless of what it is Yeah. Um, and there will be couples that come onto the website that will align with that cause just like someone else with a different cause Yeah. Um, so I don't put any barriers on what people support yeah that makes sense 
Um, I think it's interesting because the 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 uh, irony the right word I don't know the wedding industry is so um, what's the word I'm looking for uh, um, I can't think of the word I'm looking for like the opposite of selfless yeah it's, <laughs> yeah um, yeah I, there's I'm, think, I'm trying to think of this financial word that I can't think of but it's like it's like this monster of Excess. Everything, yes, excess and it's expensive and it's uh, like when someone when someone says uh, their wedding cost twenty thousand dollars and someone goes, "Man, you did it really cheap." I think you're crazy. Twenty? What do you mean? That's really cheap. Twenty thousand dollars? Why right. does it cost twenty thousand dollars for anyone to get married? Yes, and it's very it's. It's very. It's been very hard for me to balance <clears throat> balancing the um, the importance of including every type of wedding, <clears throat> um, <clears throat> but also being in the wedding world and trying to bring this kind of concept of black sheep bride to the forefront. Um, when people either one don't care, they haven't caught on yet. Um, or they still want really big weddings. So I've tried really hard to say, if you have a really big wedding, that just means you have a bigger opportunity to give back more. Mm-hmm. But someone with a smaller budget <clears throat> can give back in the same way. Maybe it might not be like a financial donation, but maybe they donate their entire year's income to, you know, a well or multiple wells or maybe they donate their time, mm-hmm. their honeymoon, you know. Yeah. Um, so I've had to kind of step back and not be a crunchy, you know, um, bitter buddy <laughs> and, and just say like, they all have some sort of giving back component that will help someone. Yeah. Even if they're huge weddings. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really hard for me to swallow sometimes. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. And I understand what you're saying. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with having a huge wedding. Um, unless it's a ridiculously expensive, huge wedding, right? Like that's like having a big. You can do a big wedding and it not be a correct crazy expensive. Um, yeah, there's sometimes I do weddings that I will be there and I'm looking at things, thinking I can't. Like I'm doing math in my head on how much money probably went into that wedding, and thinking to myself, I could I could think of. 20 other things you could have spent that money on. Yes. That would have bettered humanity oh, on some level. Lord, all that wasted money. Excess. That's the word I was looking for. Like, the wedding industry is excessive. Correct. And expendable in that, like, there's... It's the one time of a person's life where they get to make these, like, really ridiculous... Ridiculous financial choices. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. that literally doesn't make <clears throat> sense. Um, <clears throat> however, there's just this stigma that it needs to be that particular way. Yeah. Um, so that's why. Yeah, and I say all this because I'm in the right? and in the middle of planning my own my own <laughs> wedding. And um, thankfully, you know a lot of cool people. Yeah, 
And what's crazy is even even in that, um, with all the, I mean, I work in the wedding industry, and so it's all friends that are doing doing our stuff. And I'm not like I'm not expecting for it to be free. Like I don't expect for you to spend six hours shooting my wedding and it be right, and you not get paid. <clears throat> so I'm totally okay with that. And but even with that, even with the we're getting amazing discounts from friends or people are doing stuff for us. Even at the end of the day, I'm like, oh God, how are we spending this much money? Yeah. <laughs> it's that adds to... up. It makes you want to elope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I, yeah, there's sometimes that I'm like, I don't, why, don't pe- why don't more people elope? It just makes sense. I agree. I had I could I have done it again I would have eloped that's what I wanted to do to begin with but my mom talked me out of it yeah but I was only you know a baby whatever yeah. well you were technically 20 something right? I was Isn't near it? 20 <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, lord do you feel like I'm in that do you feel like some of that is just pressure of the the way the cultural? industry is the cultural yeah cultural and, I think so I think that um, I feel like there is a shift happening where elopements are, are more common. Um, but I think just back in the day, if you eloped, it's because you're pregnant or you weren't mm-hmm. supposed to be getting married or something like that. You know what sure. I mean? Sure, yeah. So now, as things change and standards and, you know, culture and all this other stuff happens, um, I believe that my hope is that people will start um, seeing weddings as more of an intimate thing Mm -hmm. Um, that could be more of a platform to share socially like I would kill for wedding live streaming to be more of a thing right now Mm -hmm. because you could save so much money Mm -hmm. like cutting down your guest list by half Mm-hmm. By just saying, hey, we're going to live stream this. And with those saved dollars that you're not going to be here, we're going to donate that to this cause mm-hmm. instead. Or whatever the case is. Like, there's so much more opportunity to give when we are, you know, able to still include everyone. Maybe mm-hmm. it's not in person. Maybe you don't get to eat that steak or, you know, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but... I, I hope that it happens soon. And I feel like there is this shift, but I do believe that there will always be a, a reason to have a huge wedding for someone. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I... Um, I can see that being tough, because there is a... There's some balance there to me about... Yeah, it's great that, great that we can watch it live stream, but part of... Part of the thing about a wedding, at its core, is the connection, the celebration of all these people that love you, and right um, being there. Like you can celebrate that. At the same time, flies in the face of a thing for me of viewing everything through a screen and living life through a screen rather than experiencing it in person. That's true. Uh, there's there's a opportunity there. Yeah, which is hard. No, which I totally agree. Like that's a brilliant, it's a brilliant thing. I feel like if, it, if someone pitched that to me for my wedding, I'd be like, "Heck no, no, I want all five hundred people that I know <laughs> to be there." You can have five hundred people at your no, wedding. No, no, okay. no, I'm not gonna have five. I, I mean, was about it's to gonna judge be a lot. you. It's gonna be a lot though. Okay. 
But we're doing our wedding. We're doing the ceremony is a private ceremony, just right. us and immediate family, and then we're doing a big like cocktail style party um, for that. Like basically, right? Not everybody we know, but a lot of most people we know are invited to. Um, but it's not like a sit down dinner and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, it, for us, it's just a like it's just a big celebration party with all the people that we love and I feel that that's important like I wish more weddings were laid out that way because not to say that that's like low expectations or whatever but like if you have people coming over just to celebrate not to you know expect to see this grandiose production which is fine too but there is something valuable in just saying hey come hang out with us Mm -hmm. there's no agenda <clears throat> we're just happy to be married and we'd love your company. Yeah. And then they could bring their own food if they wanted to or whatever the case right. is. Pack a lunch. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be at the beach. <laughs> yeah. We're kind of, yeah, basically we're doing that. And honestly, um, we're fortunate because um, probably what we're, what we're doing for all of our stuff would probably be ridiculously expensive. But you have some really cool friends. Yes. Yeah, it was unfortunate. Unfortunate in that way. So, um, but I think it's also different for you specifically, just to kind of piggyback off of that for a moment, because you both have such boots on the ground in the community that it's just one more opportunity mm-hmm. to further build those connections because that's what you do. Like, yeah. you're a connector, so it only makes sense that your wedding would be kind of another I don't want to say another outreach but like yeah. like another opportunity to love on people yeah you know for sure yeah, yeah. it definitely it definitely will reflect our personalities in that way right. for sure yeah um so but I get it the wedding god I see people stress, like I meet with couples all the time and they're stressed out about wedding details and all that kind of stuff and I get it like it is it is stressful but at the same time like guys it's just relax yeah Mm-hmm. And enjoy all this. Like at at the point that you stop enjoying the process of all of this, I feel like is that now you've gone too far. Right. Like, what can you get rid of that is causing all that? Because you should be enjoying all this. This should be a fun process for you. I agree. It's um, it should. It makes me very grateful for the platform that I have because I feel like a lot of the couples that we share their stories. Because they have that giving back component, there is this, like, grounded um, perspective Mm -hmm. of what their wedding day should be. It's not necessarily all this huge show. You know, it's, there's actually another purpose to our wedding day, and it is bringing awareness to this cause, or whatever the case is. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. So, um, how many... I guess do you don't have ask any? me numbers. Don't ask me numbers. Don't, <laughs> I'm just I don't know. Go no, ahead. I was gonna ask you some kind of number, like how many weddings. I mean, you're not necessarily producing weddings, so I don't. How many do we feature? Or, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Or uh, have you featured? That is a great question. I think that we probably feature close to fifty to sixty a year. It's not huge. By any means, I'm not one of those wedding blogs I mean, that to like me, that's 
pushes out <clears throat> 100 weddings That day. seems like a lot of... You think so? Well, 50s? that's good. I mean... It's that's, been a journey. That's at least one a week. Yeah, that's my goal. Um, <clears throat> don't look at the my blog right now because we've had a little break with me trying to figure out homeschooling. However, gotcha. um, when I first started Black Sheep, I had to beg people. I would have to really search for um, weddings to feature. And now I have an influx of interest. So it's been... A very interesting ride. Would you like some more coffee? No, or, thank you. No? I think so. Okay. <laughs> so you've had a lot of influx lately? Correct. In the last year, it's definitely become um, <clears throat> more of a trend, which makes me a little cautious. Yeah. I mean, not <clears throat> for other people, because at the end of the day, even if giving back is a trend, people are still getting help or getting empowered or whatever the case is. Right. Um, mm. However, I wish that it was a thing before it was cool. <laughs> yeah. So it's, um, it's hard for me to kind of wrap my head around sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it is kind of a trendy thing these days to like, you know, with a business, even their product being, <clears throat> you know, a portion one. of the, yeah, one for one or a portion of the sales, that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, I, I agree that like you can, it's cause it's a trend, but at the same time, well, at least, at least you're doing something, at least you're recognizing that that's a need. Right. You know? So, um, explain this to me. So the world the wedding world changer day, day yes. connected to black sheep bride, like it's under that umbrella or what? Correct. Tell me about that. Oh man. That is kind of a mess. And where did that come from? So Wedding World Changer Day is one dedicated day to um, ultimately give a couple free wedding that are actively involved in the community um, and that are willing to donate 100 hours of community service time in their first year of marriage. Okay. Um, So they also have to be willing to have a wedding that is... 50 person people or less. Okay. Um, and all of the vendors donate their time, their product, the whole shebang. Um, right now, I am going through a major restructure of um, getting a new website designed. And we're trying to kind of create a cohesive one-stop shop for everything. Um, and my goal is that Wedding World Changer will become more of a a self-sustaining idea so that uh, people in other areas can just go to the website, they can collect all the resources they need in a press kit, and then they can go organize their own thing. Okay. Because I am one person, and I've mm-hmm. decided that I can't do it all somehow. Um, so we're, I'm trying to work out the kinks of what the future wedding world changers will look like. We've done one so far last July. Mm-hmm. Um, the goal was to do another one this July. However, I think that we put it on hold as we're trying to organize a larger scale streamlined process for other cities to participate as well. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where it's at. And, um, we are working towards a 501c3 um, paperwork for that as well. 
I was wanting to kind of redirect the Wedding World Changer concept to be um, maybe a little bit more generic so it could um, help maybe non-wedding related things, mm -hmm. um, but I haven't gotten that far yet. So hmm. it's, it's in my, my list of things to figure out. Gotcha. So where did that, where did that idea come from? Wedding World Changer? Yeah. Um, just a lot of people saying that they wanted to, to give a free wedding. Um, Interesting. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, that's one of the most <clears throat> common things the vendors in my community will say is, hey, I'd love to do a wedding in Sheboygan or, you know, wherever <laughs> they're at, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and just, it's been hard to connect the dots where one photographer might want to do that, but it's impossible sometimes to find a caterer in that region that will also align. Yeah. So it's um, challenging. I guess, um, but why give a free wedding to oh. someone? That's like that's the <clears throat> like for a vendor to go. Oh, I want to give away. I want to give away a free wedding of my services. Okay, why? For me personally, you know, there's a lot of different free wedding giveaways that mm -hmm. happen across the nation, across the world. But I wanted to make sure that if we were giving away a wedding, it was to someone that had the mindset that they don't need a huge wedding mm -hmm. and that they are getting this free wedding because they're actively involved in their community. So it's more of a reward rather than just a giveaway. Gotcha. Um, so the couples have to apply and then the vendors that participate in that free wedding ultimately vote. Um, and then the people <clears throat> with the most votes get the wedding. Um, so it's been, um, kind of trying, I've been trying to kind of flip the switch and say, you don't need a free wedding. If you want to be married, then go to the courthouse and get a certificate and be married. Right. right? Yeah. But <clears throat> I would love for our organization to celebrate the people that maybe have had a rough go with their relationship, um, for medical reasons or, you know, whatever the case is, um, but they still are serving others through it, and they have a great, you know, story that mm -hmm. would be, should be rewarded. <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, if I can conceptualize it a little bit, similar somewhat to the night to an idea of like an extreme home makeover of like, hey, we're going to rebuild your house because you're these kinds of people in the community and you've struggled and you can't yes. do. Exactly. That for yourself. So, yeah, that's so. How did the first one go? It was a hot mess, <laughs> literally and figuratively. <laughs> Why did I do this event in July <laughs> in Florida? Um, oh yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about that. Oh, Jason, he's asking this for the viewers. For the, the audience out there, because he was a part of the the mess of the process. I was a little bit part of it. A, a little bit of part of it, yes. I didn't, um, I didn't have to be that involved. From the, the outside, I saw some. The wedding world changer. It was great. At the end of the day, the couple was very happy. Um, the vendors got, um, you know, great press out of it, and we were able to kind of further the vision behind the concept. Um, it was just organizationally, 
um, that is not my strong suit. And I will be quick to say that mm. I'm, I'm really good at saying, hey, I have this great idea. Um, but implementing it in a way that like makes everyone happy is mm-hmm. very difficult for me. Um, because I was a fine art major. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll say this. I don't think there's any way to implement an idea that everyone will be happy. Yes, that's true. That's a good point. Um, so a lot of it was just logistics of, uh, finding all of the nuts and bolts behind the donors and making sure the expectations were clear. And I feel that for the first event, there was a lot of learning and that's why I'm very slow. Mm. I'm being very specific in launching the next round because I want to make sure that everything's written out, all the details are clear and that someone can literally just take a piece of paper and organize the same thing in their own city without me having to be there. Yeah. (laughs) Because if I'm there, I'm going to make it a mess. (laughs) 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 yes Um, but the couple was they were amazing they after the wedding they've gotten involved in some fundraising for um, I think it was cancer or something and she did this huge walk and um, it really lit a fire under them to kind of just grow even further more involved Um, in that particular couple um, the groom was a firefighter and the bride was um getting her degree in occupational therapy for children, pediatric. Um, And since then, she's volunteered her time, and all kinds of really fun things have come out of that. So just knowing that we were a part of that story um, and the ongoing story of their (laughs) marriage and founding a marriage on giving back, you know, Mm -hmm. um, is rewarding to me. That's awesome. Even though it was... It was, messy. A, it was a mess. And I cried a few times. But nobody needs to know that. Because it was great? Yeah. Right? Yes. <laughs> because of the mess. Because it was so magical. <laughs> cried tears of glory. <laughs> no. Oh, that's funny. Um, that's interesting. So, um, it's fascinating that a lot of the stuff that you work in is... Um, Weddings and marriage related to stuff with the story that you have of your own. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's helped you be better in marriage, or do you think do you think that there's some kind of drive out of that that huh. working in weddings? I think that originally, when I first started in the wedding industry, I think it probably hurt. It hindered our marriage slightly. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, like knowing the kind of crazy road that we've been on, um, I feel like it's given me more purpose with what I do. Because anytime I get the opportunity to say that my marriage was a huge failure, I'm going to like put it out there. Yeah. Because I think a lot of times I'm so over people being so concerned with their wedding planning that they forget how important their marriage is. And that like... There's so much that goes into it, and it is mm. just as messy as organizing free weddings. <laughs> and um, that in and of itself has been really um, 
really important to me this last year is anytime we get the opportunity to talk about the marriage struggle is like keeping it real and telling people like look this is what I do and my marriage is falling apart and we had mm-hmm. to get serious help and like I'm so grateful for my husband because he is he is seriously I couldn't have picked a better dude because he one is like loves our family he worked so hard but was so quick to be willing to do the hard work you know mm-hmm. and and I am not an easy person to live with like <laughs> I live in the clouds and I'm like always inspired by everything mm-hmm. and my kids want to eat dinner and I'm just like, oh, let me just hand letter this thing really fast. This yeah. little song lyric. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And my husband, he works all day, comes home, he makes dinner. He loves on the boys, you know, and he still loves me even though I'm kind of flawed. <laughs> but I think we all are. And I think that um, with weddings, we don't see that. Mm-hmm. We don't see the flawed part of our relationships. We only see the happy Let's, okay, you guys stop, kiss, take a picture, everybody raise their hands, you know. Yeah, everything's um, perfect. Yeah, and that's not what their marriage is going to be. And I really hope that <clears throat> people, I know that not everyone will, but people will start to really value the imperfect seasons mm-hmm. of the after wedding. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so. That's so true. Um, you said something there that I want to go back to that people so busy planning their weddings that they forget about their marriage. Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? No, talk about that a little bit. Oh, because it's, okay. Uh, yeah, that's a brilliant, that's a brilliant statement. I haven't, <clears throat> I think that, um, <clears throat> you know, in this day and age, um, It is so easy for us to, and I know that sometimes, you know, things don't work out and divorce happens and all that stuff, but it is so easy to just say, eh, I'm done and just move on and forget the fact that they just dropped. Not only did they drop a lot of money on whatever wedding day they had, but equally like a lot of time and community investment Mm -hmm. and their relationship and to just leave a marriage without trying to work to fix it, Mm. I think is, is, it's sad to me. Um, and for, for my, for my sake, um, you know, I've always, whenever we were separated, I said from the beginning and a lot of my friends thought I was crazy, but I said, I'm leaving Mm -hmm to return like I am I am we are separated to to be better at mm. this and yeah. a lot of people would disagree backwards correct yeah well most people get separated because this is probably going to be over we need some space to figure out what we're going to do next right or you know you have some people in the faith based <clears throat> you know circles that might say don't do that because it's not you're going to end up divorced or mm. you know what I mean whatever the case is and that was never my goal um, I knew that we needed you know counseling and we needed help and um, so whenever we left that was the whole goal all along and 
and weddings, you know, in the last few years, I've probably photographed, I don't know, a lot of weddings, over a hundred. Um, and a lot of those couples in the last five years have not made it. Mm. And they had the most beautiful weddings. Mm -hmm. They had the prettiest pictures, great on-camera mm -hmm. dispositions. But at the end of the day, like, you don't know what's going to happen. And if we're not, like, actively concerned with not, not only our marriage health, but our individual mental health, mm -hmm. um, then why have the wedding <clears throat> if that's not a priority? Yeah. Because a lot of our marriage struggles were because of our own personal garbage, our own mental health issues or whatever the case was. And right. we had to like work that out. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, there's a lot of pressure for like, I mean, I think about just in my case of I 38 years old, can't tell you how many times in, in the past, easily 15 years I've been told or asked. You need to get married. When are you getting married? What's taking you so long? Right. Uh, that kind of stuff. And then <clears throat> she and I have been together for six years. And probably within the first year, oh, you guys going to get married? And I'm like, what? Calm down. Like yeah. there's, there's such pressure to um, take all those next steps. And I think a lot of people um, give in to the pressure of, well, this is the expectation so I'm going to... It's just what I need to do. Yeah. And they're not really ready for it. And it's not... They get married based on everyone else is ready for them to get married. Not... They know for themselves, like, yes, I have... I think I can do this now. Like, I think I'm ready for that. Right. Um, and it doesn't mean necessarily that, you, like, it'll be perfect. But I think at some point before you get married, like, you've got to know for yourself that, yes, this is the right next step for my life. Even though it's going to be really hard and I'm probably going to mess up at it. Right. Big time. You're going to fail miserably, Jason. <laughs> but you're going to oh, pick yourself oh, back know. up. I already know that. I've been very clear. I've been very clear with Danielle, her. I love you. But... <laughs> this, is, <clears throat> this is going to be... <clears throat> I apologize to her all the time. Like, I'm sorry. This is what you're married. <laughs> this is... It's, it's all a part of the process. It's being... It's just... It's just about being ugly messy and knowing that that's okay <clears throat> yeah and that's part of my uh, I guess when I do weddings one of the things that I always talk about in the ceremony is that um, you know we treat we tend to treat talk about love it is love is a very abstract thing but we tend to talk about it in that way um, and we always talk about it more so as a feeling of, of this thing of how we feel uh, which is all part of it but the part that we never talk about is that love most of the time is a choice of, yeah, I don't like you. I don't, I don't even, I don't like your face, mm -hmm. but I'm going to love you. I'm choosing to love you despite that. And I'm going to do, I'm still going to do the thing that you need done, even though I don't necessarily like you right now. Um, and I don't feel in love with you. Um, and I think that's a I think that's something most people don't really think about when it comes to marriage. Yes. So when they hit that, well, I don't feel like I don't feel in love with you anymore, so I'm out of here. <clears throat> yeah, it's um 
<coughs> we are interesting <coughs> creatures. That's all I can say. I'm, I am beyond <coughs> grateful that I have the ability to talk about these things out loud mm -hmm. because I feel that a lot of people, particularly in the industry, but just in general, I guess in, it doesn't even matter culturally as well. <clears throat> like this is such a hush hush topic. Mm -hmm. Oh no, nobody needs to know that our marriage is struggling or, you know what I mean? Whatever the case is. And right. there's so <clears throat> much value in, you know, exposing like right. exposure and just bringing it to light and just talking it out and then connecting with people that are going through the exact same thing and saying, I'm here and I love you. And I know you might hate him or her and that's all right. Cause I've been there too. Mm -hmm. And you know, just walking through that, um, it's, it's not for the faint at heart. And I think that's what's probably scares people about sharing yeah. is that, you know, vulnerability is, <clears throat> I like to say that it's my superpower, but it's, hmm. um, it's something that I think comes with a lot of failure <laughs> 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 and being able to just say like, Oh man, like we were really screwed up. You yeah. know what I mean? But that's what makes us better. Well, we all know not talking about things fixes the problem. Right. So. It's the American way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it is, yeah, true. Uh, no, you're right. I don't... You're right. It is super hard to talk about that. But, I mean, I think people are much better served by someone going, yeah, my marriage sucks. Mm -hmm. Or it did suck for a while. Mm -hmm. Um and this is what we've been trying to do to change that or to make it better. Right. It's very funny for, um, for our 10 year wedding anniversary. That's kind of when everything kind of like hit the fan. Um, I, I planned a trip, a business trip on our 10th wedding anniversary. Oh, no. We were kind of like already separated <clears throat> at the time. And, our anniversary is in May, um, the end of May. And for Mother's Day, my husband bought me this book um, called The Unveiled Wife. And I was so pissed off at him. I was like, why in the H word would you buy me a book about, like, wifedom mm -hmm. whenever we are, like, struggling through marriage? And mm -hmm. I'm not buying you no husband books because I don't care anymore, you know, kind of a thing. And... Something told me to take that book with me on that trip, and I bawled my eyes out on that plane ride reading this book. And it was mm. such an um, important memory to me because the book was all about like just owning yourself yeah. and you know your part in the marriage or whatever the case is. And um, and I wrote this like long letter, and we were still separated for many months after that. But I just kind of like put it all out on paper, like how how flawed I was and how yeah. screwed up <clears throat> I thought that I had it right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and so that's one of the funniest things is like I was so angry at him for buying me this like book about marriage whenever yeah. you suck at marriage. Why do I need a book about marriage? 
you know, on Mother's Day. That's not what a mother wants. Buy me like a meal right, or something. Right. I like food. I'm a big girl. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it was um, it was very eye opening at the same time. Just having the ability to open that book on our 10th wedding anniversary, I think, was something a gift from heaven. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't think I would have opened it um, under any other circumstances. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. This is a bold move. Yeah. You're going to be having wife problems. <laughs> Sorry, Jerry. He's going to listen to this and be like, what the heck? She's talking all this trash about me and he's not even I'm here not to defend even himself. That's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Yeah. And then when you said that, it made me think of like the, uh, you know, getting, getting the, um, some kind of kitchenware gift for your <laughs> wife for like a holiday and like, Oh, is this what you is this what you think of me? I'm just supposed to be in the kitchen making your food. Oh my gosh, that's so funny because our gender roles are so backwards. My husband asks for kitchenware for Christmas. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so, so that is his love language. He's the domesticated one. Yeah. He's like those those uh, mixing bowls are legit. Can yeah. you put those on my list for Christmas? Okay, that's Whatever. amazing. It is very funny because he is this kind of rugged fisherman, skateboarder. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, he wants a... But he's got a soft side. A blender for Christmas. Oh, man. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so, having gone through that, and is it still... You're still working through it? You've kind of been past that? Things yeah. Are, things are in a good place now? in a good place. Um, so now with all that, how has that affected business for you and how you approach it and what you do? It's affected business in that I am, uh, definitely more guarded in what choices I make. Mm. Um, especially from a travel perspective, because that was one of the biggest things was, you know, if I felt that I needed to be somewhere even if my husband was against the idea, I would just be like, oh, whatever, and I'll just book the flight and we'll deal with it. Like, mm-hmm. ask forgiveness instead of permission. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've tried to kind of be really considerate of that aspect of business, um, as well as not letting it run my life so much mm-hmm. um, and just making it work when I can and asking forgiveness. <laughs> whenever I can't <laughs> um, it's been very for me I think I'm a big people pleaser and um, this year has been really um, about just seeking grace from others and just saying like look this is just how it is and if you don't like it I'm sorry but this is my life right now mm-hmm. and um this is the time I have available. And if you can't fit in it, then you'll have to wait your turn or whatever the case is. Yeah. Um, which has been a really common theme lately. Um, so you're lucky to have me hmm. right now. No, I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, <you're> welcome. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's interesting. I, there's a, a guy that I, I listen to a lot. The two things that he said you made me think of one being about boundaries being that like people might get upset about your boundaries but they'll respect them if you're clear with them like this is the time that I have they might be mad that that's the only time you have 
but they'll respect it ultimately. Or they're mm-hmm. not the people you want around you. Right. <clears throat> um, and the other thing is, he talked. He talked one time about. Um, uh, usually, our approach is that we give the best part of ourselves to our work, and then our family gets what's left over from that. Right. And uh, his encouragement was to give your family the best part of you and your work what's left over. Yeah. Which is a really it's hard hard concept. It's super hard. Especially for a workaholic like me. Yeah. I agree. It's been, um, especially from a parenting perspective, with two boys that are two years apart and punch each other in the face every day, mm-hmm. it, it is, um, I'm constantly, constantly, like, thinking... Am I a sucky mom? Or and having to like, you know, break down those lies and say, no, I'm not. Like, you're doing the best that you can, and this is just a part of it, and you need to move on. Mm-hmm. And you are giving them your all. And right now, for me, having them home has been really, really eye opening because, um, you know, my youngest is in kindergarten, so this is mm. technically his first year of school, and he already got pulled out the last nine weeks of school. And it was a hard choice because for me personally, I feel like I, I am robbing him sort of hmm. of this magical time, but he, he wasn't thriving. And now that they've been home for about a month, like seeing how when they are loved fully and when they are, you know, whenever I stand up for them and they see that mm-hmm. and and they know that, like, I really do have their best interests in mind. Like, they've been playing so much better and, like, loving each other and being team members. And um, it's been very cool to watch. And it's made me less self-doubtful. Mm. Yeah. Um, that I might have made a good choice Yeah. in this season. Um, mm. So, I try to look to the positive, even in the not so good seasons but this one has been really interesting because even though my business has kind of taken a backseat and I'm trying to figure out how to juggle it at the end of the day like if my kids are thriving and my family's for thriving then it'll all come full circle and my business will catch up yeah so yeah it's fine yeah no that's a brilliant perspective because I, I think we're so conditioned to right now results mm-hmm. of like we get everything we want right now that there's no we've, we've lost the art of I just gotta wait and put in like I do the thing when I can do it and I continue going and those results will come over time at the right time yeah I read a, um, an article many moons ago that said that a sequoia tree seed starts off like the size of a piece of oatmeal mm-hmm. and I I am a um a written love language or like I like to write yeah. I'm an a, my thing is like encouragement and words and mm-hmm. that's why I'm a blogger but um <laughs> I wrote this long letter to my husband and I taped this piece of oatmeal to the paper and I wrote a sequoia tree seed is the same size as this piece of oatmeal and one day 
you know, a hundred years from now we'll be dead. But, um, like it's just a journey and it, it's, it's so stupid and cliche to say that like so stupid, Yeah. but it really is like it's there. There are, what is it? Peaks and valleys. You know, you just gotta mull through them and know that something is good. And it's been a cool season. Um, hard in a different way from a parenting perspective, but rewarding still that I'm in a position with my business to be able to make those hard choices and put them first. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks. So, um, what kind of advice would you give to someone starting there? Has it not this podcast been like all advice? I mean, it's been a story (laughs) for sure. Now, is there anything specific you would say if someone came to you and were like, Hey, this is, they were in the same position that you're in, that you were in three years ago. Be ugly, honest. Hmm. Um, something that I never even thought about. Prior to about a year ago, we went to this marriage retreat and it transformed our lives, um, was how important honesty on the ugliest level is in your marriage. And like the moment that we withhold even the simplest something to our spouse, um, that's just one more thing that is put a wedge between the two of you Mm. in the moment that we sat down and we were ugly honest we literally tried to we listed out like every possible thing we could have withheld from our spouse if it was finances if it was i don't know going to lunch with somebody that we shouldn't have been going to lunch with or whatever the case was some sort of boundary that we broke Mm. um a lot of it for me was financial like i was not being honest with my husband about how I was spending money and, Hmm. um, it impacted our marriage. And so being able to like be real in that way and incredibly vulnerable, um, was one of the biggest things that has helped our marriage since. Um, and I've talked to several of my really good friends about this since that, and they're like, oh man, I couldn't do that. Or I like, they have this huge secret that they're withholding from their spouse or something. And maybe it's not even like what you would ultimately think, like some sort of relationship thing. Like Mm -hmm. it might be just something really simple where they're getting money that they're not like telling their husband about or something like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or their wife. Um, I don't know. It could be anything. There's so many different elements to this. Um, but sh- just knowing that they would have to tell their spouse that brings them so much anxiety. Mm-hmm. But just imagine like what would come after just telling him like, yeah, it would suck. It would be a hard conversation, but that anxiety, that anxiety would be gone. Yeah. Um, so being in the place that we were in, I think that it's just important to put that aspect of your marriage first Mm. because the more little things that we keep from each other, they just build up and then what's left, you know? Yeah. 
you're supposed to spend the rest of your life with this person. They're supposed to know everything about you. Yeah. So I hide it. Mm. I don't know. It's good advice. Pick my nose in the shower. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's kind of like a silly example, but like there's just so many different elements that I think are ingrained in our day-to-day that we don't even think about that are hindering our relationships with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. And I feel like for maybe for people that don't naturally communicate like you clearly with words, like you'll communicate whatever. Right. But somebody who's not a, not a talker or doesn't... As I, maybe too, some people don't recognize like, the like their filter is that thing isn't important. So why would I even talk about, right. talk about it? You know, um, man, that's great advice. Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate you. So, um, to finish up, I always end with two questions. One being, um, to you and then one's to the listener. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> And knowing everything that you've that you've gone through, you've experienced. Um, part of the podcast is, I mean, it's obviously called boldly going. It's about people pursuing their passion, boldly going after the thing that they love, or um, uh, you know, doing accomplishing their goal, whatever it is. Um, everyone has a different perspective on this. There's no right or wrong answer, but um, from your perspective, do you think everyone has? Um, every person has the ability to boldly go and pursue and accomplish whatever the thing is that they're passionate about and why or why not? Oh, that's a great question. I do. I do believe that it is really, really, really easy to get hung up in the reasons why things aren't possible. Mm. And I think a lot of times when we focus on well, I don't have the investors or I don't have the knowledge base or I don't have the right connections with the right people. And I've done this a trillion times. I do it every week. It is a daily thought in some way. I'm comparing something to my circumstances. And just being able to release those thoughts and just like having an active mind practicing nope I'm not going to go there I'm not going to go there and then every time that we're overcoming those internal conflicts I think that's furthering our process and being able to go where we need to go you know you see these like you know docu-series or whatever of these people my favorite is Chef's Table okay have you ever watched that show? I've never watched it okay so you need to because it's amazing even if you don't like cooking because the stories of these chefs are wild Mm -hmm. like the things that they have to overcome and one of them literally lost all of his taste buds through like this bout of cancer and he built this Michelin star restaurant with not being able to taste his food and wow it's people that are willing to just like just own it own that shiz you know Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. and just say I don't care like it's gonna keep going and we're gonna make this work even if it's not maybe what we envisioned it to begin with yeah for me personally I thought that I was supposed to be a full time missionary Mm. but what I've learned throughout these years was that that was never really I think 
my vision of what that was is not what it really is today. Mm-hmm. And now that I can see that, I see what a bigger impact I've been able to make by not being that. Yeah. Um, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, and having an audience that in a platform that allows me to share stories of all of these other amazing people doing really cool things, mm-hmm. um, that I wouldn't have been able to do, um, 10 years ago or 11 years ago when we got married. So, um, just being able to be very self-aware mm-hmm. and actively pushing forward. Yeah. I don't know. That's great. It's kind of cheesy, but no, it's not. That's awesome. That's okay. a great, that's a great answer. Um, so, uh, last question to the audience. You've heard Danielle's stories. She's got an incredible story about marriage and her business and all that. Question to you listening is what can you do today to start the process? What's the next step you can take to boldly go, um, to pursue your dream, maybe better your marriage, um, to be more honest in your, in your relationship, whatever the case is, you don't have to do it all today, but what's the next step that you can take this week, this month? to start down that road. Pull your kids out of school. Pull your kids just out kidding, of school. Just kidding. Just <laughs> kidding. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, uh, Daniel, you're awesome. Thanks for being on. You're welcome. Thank you. Oh, where can everyone find you? Oh. Follow you. Yeah. Blacksheetbride.com mm-hmm. or on Instagram at the Blacksheetbride. Got it. Um, are you doing anything coming up? That you can promote? I don't have anything okay. at the moment. Cool. Yes. Right. We're, we're waiting. So I want to make sure to ask. Yeah, thank you. you. No, we are waiting for the website redesign. So um, once that's launched, then we'll be able to kind of promote some cool stuff. Got it. Cool. So the Black Sheep Bride and BlackSheepBride.com. You're the best. Sweet. Everybody's done. <laughs> Friends through eternity